Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. What's up? Salute. It's your man, Benz Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope everybody's doing well. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, OC judge who's charged with murder texts court staff that he shot his wife, prosecutors say. Santa Ana, California, a Southern California judge accused of killing his wife during an argument while drunk, Texas court clerk and bailiff afterward to say he had shot her. Prosecutors said that on Friday as they charged him with murder. A court filing from prosecutors say Orange County, OC, Superior Court Judge Jeffrey Ferguson texts minutes after last week's killing. I just lost it. I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. I'm so sorry. That's what he texts. Ferguson is free on a $1 million bail, but prosecutors says they are seeking new bail conditions to protect public safety and ensure he doesn't flee after authorities found 47 weapons. Yeah, that's a lot of weapons, including the pistol used in the shooting and more than 26 thousand rounds of ammunition at his Anaheim home or Anaheim I don't know how to say that shit Anaheim home Uh, the weapons are legally owned but a rifle registered in his name is still missing they stated the shooting happened after Ferguson and his wife Mr. Ferguson Judge Ferguson and Cheryl Ferguson were arguing at a restaurant on August 3rd. The Orange County District Attorney's Office said in the court filing, the argument continued after the couple returned to their house in the upscale neighborhood of Anaheim Hills. I don't know if I'm pronunciating that right, but anyway, the court documents says the wife said something to the effect, why don't you point a real gun at me? And he pulled out a pistol from his ankle holster and shot her in the chest. A judge, a public servant. Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen? Their adult son called 911 and said his father had been drinking too much and shot his mother. The document stated Jeffrey Ferguson also called 911 to vaguely report the shooting. When asked if he shot his wife, he said he didn't want to talk about it at that time and she needed paramedics. When officers arrived, Ferguson's smell of alcohol reeked of alcohol and told them, oh man, I can't believe I did this according to the documents. Mr. Ferguson, 72 years old, was arrested at his home. He was released a day later and is set to be arraigned on September 1st. On Friday, prosecutors charged Mr. Ferguson with the murder with weapons-related enhancements. They want him to surrender his passport, wear an ankle monitor, and possess no alcohol or firearms. Mr. Ferguson's attorneys, Paul Mayer and John Burnett, issued a brief statement and declined to answer any questions. This is a tragedy for the entire Ferguson family. It was an accident and nothing more, they stated. 
Ferguson has been a judge since 2015. He handles criminal cases in Orange County City of Furlerton. Furlerton, Mr. Ferguson, and then he's in a town in a city called Furlerton. He started his legal career in the Orange County District's Attorney's Office in 1983. God damn, that's a long time ago. And he went on to work on narcotic cases, drug cases, narcotics, for which he won various awards. He served as president of the North County Bar Association from 2012 to 2014. In 2017, Mr. Ferguson was um, admonished by the Commission of Judicial Performance for posting a statement on Facebook about a judicial candidate. All right. Ferguson was admonished, admired by the Commission on Judicial Performance for posting a statement on Facebook about a judicial candidate. With knowing or reckless disregard for the truth of the statement and for being Facebook friends with attorneys appearing before him in court, according to a copy of the agency's findings, Mr. Ferguson said on a Facebook page that he grew up in a military family and traveled throughout Asia as a child. He went on to attend college and law school in California, and he and his wife were married in 1996. The arrest shocked the Southern California legal community and officials have been grappling with how the case should be handled. The Orange County District Attorney's Office asked state officials to weigh in on, weigh in on whether there was a conflict of interest before filing the charges. A judge in a neighboring Los Angeles County will hear the case, officials stated. All right. So there was like confused on how they're going to handle the case with Mr. Ferguson because of the considering the fact that he is the district county judge. So it was not trying to make it conflicting you see what i'm saying the orange county sheriff's department which runs the jail county said mr ferguson was released last week according to the pre-established rules for bell and the law no additional conditions were sought for his release anaheim's police agency which arrested him said jeff puckett orange county's assistant sheriff for custody's operations real simply the people that house him as part of our county mandate to house arrestees, he stated. The sheriff's department cannot impose conditions. At the time of Ferguson's arrest, the facts and circumstances didn't justify a bail enhancement, said Anaheim Police Sergeant John McClint McClintock. Sergeant John McClintock. He said the judge is afforded the same constitutional right to post bail as anyone else and declined to comment on the filing by the district's attorney's office. Orange County is made up of a cluster of cities. The, right, the Orange County is made up of clusters of cities and counties, the most populous being Anaheim, you know, an upscale neighborhood that are between Los Angeles and San Diego and are collectively home to more than three million people, all right? So a judge, he got drunk, Orange County judge, 
accused of killing his wife during an argument while drunk. He drunk texts his court clerk and bailiff afterwards to say he had shot her. Prosecutors stated, all right, a court filing from the prosecutor said Orange County Superior Court Judge Jeffrey Ferguson text minutes after last week's killing. I just lost it. That's what the text consists of. I just shot my wife. I won't be in tomorrow. I will be in custody. I am so sorry. That's what Mr. Ferguson texts his goddamn staff. I don't know what's wrong with the man, but you shouldn't be drinking if you're that irate. You probably need some uh, anger management courses and stuff like that to to control his anger. All right. He was free from a $1 million bail. Of course, he has the money to pay for that. But prosecutors say they are seeking new bail conditions to protect public safety and ensure he doesn't flee after authorities found 47 different types of weapons. Well, 47 weapons. All right. Judge holding that much weapons. God damn. When he's ready for war or something, people in these guns. I can understand that people are fascinated with weapons and guns and weaponry. I can understand, you know. But, look, me, me, myself, you know, I protect the Second Amendment rights. And I understand the Second, uh, Second Amendment rights because you got to protect yourself. Okay, I understand that. But you people with these guns need to relax. You need to find something to occupy your time. All right. So you can get your mind off of these weapons and guns and stuff like that. Put them away. If you don't trust yourself, uh, put the guns in the storage far away from your home or something like that. All right. Guns are not toys. Human beings, people of Earth. You know, I'm going to have to talk like an alien. Guns are not toys. You don't play with guns and stuff like that. When you get angry, you don't need to be picking up a gun, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, stop it, all right? Grow up. We are adults, civilized, living in a civilized world. We do not need to use guns for every situation that pisses us off. Does that make sense? Like, people, what the fuck? Calm, calm down, relax when you're drinking. Try to figure out your drinking consumption. Which, which um, concoctions of drinks that you like to consume. All right, I'm going to give you an example. All right, brown liquor. I don't drink brown liquor because I get a little bit combative. So I stay away from brown liquor. I'm very relaxed when I drink vodka. I'm cool, collective, and calm. So I stay with the clear liquor. All right? Sometimes... Liquor is just too much, and I don't want to get drunk. I don't want to hurt myself, especially my insides and my goddamn liver since I'm old now. So, guess what I do now? I drink a beer or two, and that's it. That's all I need, all right? I don't smoke every day. I don't smoke weed every day. Smoking is bad for you. It will mess your lungs up, mess your throat up. It will give you bronchitis and all of those nasty um, diseases. So, what you think that I do? To get my mind off of marijuana, I goddamn keep my mind occupied. How do you keep your mind occupied? Ben's Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. Okay, I play video games like NBA 2K or Zombie World. Or if that if video games don't excite you, go read a book or something. 
All right. Start a podcast. Occupy your time. Ladies and gentlemen, watch Vlad TV or Breakfast Club or go to the bar hopping. Go go bar hopping and find you some young ladies to entertain. Ladies and gentlemen, there's billions of things to do to occupy your time instead of sitting there looking at your gun all day and be like, who the fuck I'm going to shoot today? All right. Stay away from it. It's not going to help you, ladies and gentlemen. It's not conducive to nobody, all right? We need to be living in a civilized world. We need to be coexistence with everybody, all right? Everybody has something to put on the table. We do not need to be hurting each other. If you get into an argument and you see the argument is getting out of control, go away. Go for a walk. Go to Walmart. Walk around. Buy you some goddamn gummy bears or candy, all right? I'm just trying to help the world out. And I know everything that I say is sufficient enough to keep a person calm and chill out. Anyway, moving along. A flash mob. It's been a trend. I've seen it on social media. Flash mob of 20 plus people loots Canoga Park Nostrum. You know, a high-end store, clothing store. Los Angeles, a massive group of ransacked a Nordstrom store at the uh, Toppinga Mall in Canoga Park Saturday. A massive group of people, a massive group of people ransacked a Nordstrom store at the Toppinga Mall in Canoga Park Saturday, making off with handfuls of clothing and handbags. It happened around four in the afternoon, according to the Los Angeles Police Department. A group of 20 to 50 people ran into the store grabbing merchandises off of the shelves. Video taken from inside the store showed the group and mostly black running through the store, knocking over displays and grabbing whatever they could could before running out, whatever they could find or get their hands on before running out of the store. Police are not yet sure just how much was taken. Saturday's flash mob robbery is the second in Los Angeles County. What the hell is going on? Hold on. Okay, my back. A bunch of text messages hit the damn cell phone. I don't know what the hell was going on, but all right, the Saturday's flash mob robbery robbery was the second in the Los Angeles County in the last week. On August 8th, a similar robbery happened at a Eve's St. Laurent store at the Americana in Glendale. A massive group ran into the store, grabbed thousands of dollars of hands, handbags and clothes before getting into the cars that the before they get into the cars that was waiting on those people, all right? It's, like I said, there's more. There's another Gucci store that got robbed, but that was on TikTok. And then there was another, I forgot the name of the store. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it was a, a Louis Vuitton store that got robbed, I think, last week. That also was on TikTok. I don't know what the hell is going on with people running up into these clothing stores and running, ransacking it and running out. It's been going on for a couple of weeks now, but that shit is crazy. I don't know what the hell is going on, all right? Anyway, moving along, um, California mayor criticizes Prop 47 after 7-Eleven employees beat up a would-be robber 
with criminal history. Stockton, California already covered this in the wake of the viral 7-Eleven robbery fell where two store workers turned the tables on a would-be robber and beat him with a stick or broom, whatever that was in his hands. The conversation of shoplifting and robbery has once again surfaced across California. The mayor of Stockton, the city where the viral 7-Eleven robbery failed to take place, claims a California law Proposition 47 enables would-be sus- would suspects like Tyrone Frazier to keep targeting businesses. In this viral video, Frazier was let go by the 7-Eleven workers without any police presence. But not long after the incident took place, it was revealed that Frazier has a lengthy criminal history. Uh, bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Goddamn. All right. He has a lengthy... Hold up. Because goddamn thing just... Uh, my computer just like blinked on me and stuff. All right. He has a lengthy criminal history, Mr. Fraser, and was arrested for a different crime despite getting a massive pass from the 7-Eleven workers. The 7-Eleven workers who were involved in the beatdown shared round social media will not face charges from local authorities as the San Joaquin Coquin County District Attorney said those two were never suspects to begin with. What? Let me see that. All right. The 7-Eleven workers who were involved in the beatdown shared round social media will not face charges from local authorities at the San Jaquin County District Attorney said those two were never suspects to begin with. In a statement shared on social media, Stockton Mayor Kevin Lincoln said Proposition 47 is hurting businesses across California. The California state law Proposition 47 hinders businesses daily by increasing shoplifting incidents and decreasing our law enforcement's ability to hold accountable those responsible for such acts. These kinds of California state laws continue to impact communities. We will continue to monitor the incident through the judicial process, Lincoln wrote, in part on social media. Proposition 47, which first passed on November 2014 ballet, reduces low-level drug and property crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. That's why these people are just running up into these stores and acting crazy and stealing stuff and don't give a damn if they get caught because they're going to be right back out on the streets again. Here in Southern California, Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gasson is considered one of the faces of Proposition 47 as he was one of the co-authors of the law. Proposition George Gasson responds to criticism. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stories. Gasson has faced criticism in the past as countless cell phone videos showing businesses and stores across L.A. County being broken into. All right. Yeah, it's been like I said, it's been a whole bunch of viral clips of people running into like the Gucci stores, the Louis Vuitton stores. I got them 
in my computer. I already bookmarked all of them. I bookmarked all of that stuff. Matter of fact, I'm going to need me another external hard drive because I'm, I'm like, filled to capacity. But anyway, like, it's been a lot of that going on on the West Coast. Like, there's been a viral clip almost every other day where somebody's running into a high-end store, stealing everything, and then they run out. And then there's some policies, some of these businesses, where they cannot touch the um, intruder, the, uh, the perpetrator, because they the, the, the company could get in trouble. So they can't even, uh, they can't, like, attack or even get the would-be robber. They just could walk up in the store and just run right out. So that's why there's so many perpetrators running up in the stores and they don't give a damn and you can't touch them. You see what I'm saying? Unless it's a private-owned company or private establishment, they probably could do whatever. But it's a very sad, conflicting situation. I don't even know what's going on with these politicians and these lawmakers, these legislators. I don't know what the hell they be thinking about, you know. It's all a big mess. Somebody need to say something. We need some real politicians. Uncorruptible. Because there's a lot of corruption that's going on in these police departments and law offices and stuff like that. A ton of it. And it's not conducive, my favorite word, not conducive at all to the public, especially the American public, all right? Even the Biden administration has upset me a lot of times, all right? They, those people don't make no sense, all right? I'm a Haitian descendant, like Mrs. Jean-Pierre. I don't know how much she's getting paid, but hopefully she will do the right thing one day because the Democrats are really annoying me. But anyway, I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. This is your man, Ben Spirella, thinking out loud. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. Let me say that again. B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. Same name that you can use to follow me on Instagram. And you could go on TikTok and follow me there. That is underscore Murder Envy. That is underscore M-U-R-D-E-R-E-N-V. As in Victor I-I. Murder Envy. All right? Holla at your man. Peace. This is Thinking Out Loud. One love. Mm-hmm. Harlem nights, gonna turn it up, please. I'm from the love with you. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights, party at the Bodega.